Welcome to Conscious Life Design with your host, Natalie Golay. Natalie is a holistic life coach, an expert in conscious life design, and author of Finding Your Why. Natalie believes it is never too late to reinvent yourself. And now, here's your host, Natalie Golay. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Life Design podcast. And today, we're going to be talking again about a subject that might be touchy for some of you, uh, but I think it's an important one. What we're going to talk about is being selfish. And I'm going to tell you that it's okay to be selfish. Now, you may have heard this because this is kind of a theme these days in personal development, but possibly my explanations uh, will offer a little bit of a variation on what you've heard before, and hopefully it'll help you come to terms with, with being selfish sometimes when you need to put yourself first, okay? And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about giving yourself permission to be selfish, especially when it comes to creating the life you desire. And there are two reasons for this, at least. I mean, there could be more, but there are at least two. One, sometimes you have to put yourself first, especially when you're engaged in conscious life design. You need this because you must be able to identify what you want, not what you think you should want or what others tell you what you should want, right? How can you find your why? How can you know what what you need if you don't put yourself first in that process? And secondly, and this is the area where it gets a little bit, a little touchy for some people, and I'll tell you a story about that in a second. If you're worried about the negative connotation around the word selfish, don't. Because think about it. You really can't avoid being selfish even when you do things for others. So just accept it. And I'll explain that. Stop judging the word selfish and instead consider the consequences of your selfishness. You can be selfish and help others. You can be selfish and have a neutral effect, right? You can just have no effect at all. Or you can be selfish and harm others through action or through inaction. Which one works for you? Which one do you want? Of course, I'm oversimplifying. But what I'm saying is that your choice is always going to be a selfish one to a certain degree. So what counts is which choice speaks to your truth, which which serves your purpose, and who else is served by that choice. It's important to understand this. As we talked about in previous episodes, you have to have clarity in your not only your words, but your thought when you're creating your life. You need to know where you're going. You need to be clear about your motivations and clear about what you want. So because of that, you need to to be just accept certain aspects of being human. And some one part of being human is that we do, we always do what is good for us, even if it hurts us, right? Sometimes it's still the better choice. And to that extent, that's selfish, right? I started thinking about this back in 2005, 2006. And I was trying to understand the issue or the question of altruism 
you know, the, the, the desire to give to others and to do for others. And I was trying to understand the difference between that and selfishness. And I came to that conclusion that no matter what course of action I chose, it was in some sense selfish. But that, that didn't make it good or bad. The choice wasn't bad because it was selfish. It was bad because of the consequences that, that I felt were bad consequences. That would, that's what a selfish choice, a bad selfish choice would be, right? I was troubled initially by the fact that all choices are essentially selfish until I realized, just like I said earlier, what I realized, what, what the importance was the impact of the choice. That's what made it altruistic or not. And also separately, that's what made it good or not. Because you can make choices that are not altruistic because the situation is not asking for that, but, you, you, but it is asking whether you put yourself first or not. And sometimes when you put yourself first, that's the good choice, right? I mean, it's not always about altruism. But even altruistic choices have an element of selfishness, if you see what I mean. I'm going to get into this a little bit more. And I realize that this can be a touchy subject because people re react so strongly. And uh, I'm going to explain how I know that. I'm a lawyer. And I passed the bar late. And I, I, I was articling. I took the bar in Canada. And so in Canada, you article. You do nine months of articling and six weeks, more or less, of, of uh, bar exams. And I was doing my articling at a law office on the Vancouver Island. and. It was a generalist uh, law office. And so we had the crown contract. Canada is a huge country, but it doesn't have a lot of people. And so the federal crown, which is the, the same thing as prosecutor, right? It's just the crown because of the British crown. Uh, the, the crown awards contracts to different law offices to handle federal cases for the prosecution. And so we defended on the provincial level and we were prosecutors on the federal level. Anyway, I was a fledgling lawyer and I was traveling with the office's main prosecutor to a, a court at another town somewhere on the island, some distant town that didn't have a local prosecutor. And so we were on our way there and it was a long drive. And somehow we got on the subject of charities. He was talking about his involvement with a charity at some organization and how he felt good about some money that he gave and how he really, you know, supported this organization. And then we drifted onto the subject of altruism. Not, we were no longer talking about him, right? But I mentioned this idea of being altruistic and of, of, or the, this idea that being altruistic didn't mean that the act was devoid of self-interest or selfishness. And, and I talked about how even though we always act in the way that is most tolerable for us, we can choose to do so to benefit others or not. It had nothing to do with him, but oh my God, he exploded. I was totally shocked. I was sitting in the passenger seat going, oh shit, what did I do? We were in the middle of nowhere. I was like, what is he going to do? Dump me on the street? He just was like, get out of my head. Don't tell me. And I was like, oh my gosh. I hadn't phrased what I was saying in terms of him or his actions. I was just musing on the question of altruism, which is something we were talking about, right? Well, he got really angry, and it was never my intention. But I had obviously hit a nerve. 
I'll tell you something. Wow. I will never do that again. And I, you know, I said at that time, I'm never talking about this again. And I only started talking about it again when I started writing my book because I felt it was an important topic to discuss. And now here in this podcast. So some of you are a little annoyed by the subject. I, I get it. I understand. So let me give you an example where I'm the one who's being altruistic slash selfish, okay? So that I'll put myself in the frame and you can see exactly what I mean. I have several rescued pets. I have four dogs. I have four cats. I took them in when it was really difficult for me to do. But where I live, there are animals suffering all the time on the street. But I wasn't set up for it at the time. This was several years ago, and I had no funds to feed them. But I, I knew I had to figure it out, which I did. The thing is that I was so tired of walking past suffering animals that I didn't help because it was inconvenient. I couldn't do that anymore. Now, some people told me, oh, wow, that's great. You're, you're so good. You're so wonderful. I didn't feel wonderful. I just felt that I didn't have a choice anymore. I would have suffered more if I had not adopted them, right? Even though having them made my life infinitely more complicated. Now, the result was that they were much better off with me than on the street. And I adore them. I love them, right? So all in all, I believe I did a good thing. But what I'm trying to say is that my actions were not devoid of self-interest, right? You can see that. It was harder for me to leave them than to take them. So I took them, even though my life became very complicated. So that's what I mean. In this sense, pure selflessness doesn't exist, right? It doesn't exist because we always do what is less hurtful for us deep down. So stop trying to, to achieve it. You won't. You won't. Now back to conscious life design. Now we're talking really about something that's about you. I'm bringing it all back to you for now, right? Conscious life design is about what you want, not about what you can do for others. It's around you. Don't focus on what makes others happy right now, just right now in this moment. Be selfish. Even if your ultimate goal in the end is a life of service. Just for this moment, be selfish. And I want you to do it because I want you to decide what you want to do. Do you see what I mean? If service is really what you want, then that's a good thing. My point is that whatever you do has an element of selfishness to it. And that it is neither good nor bad by itself. What is bad is when your selfishness hurts others. What's also bad is when your selfishness hurts you. That is to say, if let me think about this for a second. If you reflexively do good things, quote, right, good things for others to your own detriment that hurt in a way that hurts you, even when you have a very good heart, you need to analyze why you feel the need to do this, compelled to constant self-sacrifice. Are you less deserving? Are you a martyr? Do you feel fulfilled? Or do you resent it? And I say this in particularly to women, because women are notorious for putting themselves last, even when they objectively, quote, shouldn't. 
Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with helping others. It's admirable to help others. I want to help others. You should want to help others. I'm not saying that. But if service is your true calling, and I strongly encourage it, then that's great. But if you systematically put yourself last, you need to look at your motivation and make sure that it comes from a healthy place. Also, remember I was talking about humans doing what's more tolerable and what's familiar. Just because it's more tolerable, even in my case with the animals, just because it's more tolerable doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, right? I still think that what I did was the right thing to do, but it was infinitely difficult. And objectively speaking, a lot of people, other people were just saying, wow, how are you going to manage, right? It turned out fine. But sometimes just because it's more tolerable doesn't turn out so fine, right? It's not the right thing to do because we do what's, what's familiar, even if it's unpleasant. And this takes us back to that discussion of humans as creatures of habit. We do what we know. We avoid what we don't know. That's the subconscious protecting us, right, from the unknown. It injects fear into the unknown. So unless we begin to perceive the known as more dangerous than the unknown, we tend to go to the known, right? Is the risk of the unknown worth it, worth overcoming that fear? Fear of the unfamiliar and fear of the negative judgment of others or from ourselves, actually, the shoulding and I am not worthying are poison to self-realization. Everyone deserves to put themselves first sometimes, and that means you. Pick your battles. Establish healthy boundaries. Make sure you also get what you want, not just what feels less bad, right? Try going for what actually feels good or fulfilling. As I said, I know how sensitive the subject can be, but there's no judgment. I'm not trying to judge you here. I'm not judging anyone. On the contrary, I'm just suggesting that even altruism is guided by self-interest on some level and that the difference between positive altruism and negative selfishness is how much your choice benefits or hurts others. There needs to be a healthy balance between what you do for others and what you do for yourself. I'm not saying you should, you know, never risk something or even risk everything for someone in need. But I'm saying you should be clear about why you're doing it and feel genuinely okay about it. You know, it doesn't have to feel good, but you need to feel generally okay about it, sure about your decision. Of course, sometimes we make those decisions in a split second, but those tend to be more genuine. You don't need to sacrifice everything every moment of the day. Also, if you still need convincing, consider how your constant sacrifice might come from some other motivation. It might be motivated by control issues, um, do you feel resentful and, and do it anyway? Are you a martyr in search of recognition? I know a lot of people like that. They, they do constantly, constantly, constantly giving of themselves, which in a way is wonderful, 
but they're also resentful of it at some level. So it's, it's, it, you really need to know why you're doing stuff. Or do you, you know, do you actually enjoy or derive fulfillment from whatever you're doing? It's important to consider these things because you need to know why to find your why. Okay, you need to to really understand what you want and not be trying to live live up to expectations, right? From external expectations or even internal expectations that you've built up but that are not really your own. So if you're not happy with your life right now, if you want to make a change, uh, if you want to create a life that's in line with your truth, you may need to find a different motivation to meet the need you're currently filling by making choices that are not congruent with who you are. Now, we've said this many times already in the other podcasts. Changing one's behavior can be very challenging. And the longer you've been doing something, the more something has become a habit, the more difficult the change will seem. But the solution is still to make an alternative choice, right? Make one that is even more tolerable than your usual choice. And it comes from yourself, from, from a place of, of more congruence, greater congruence. So it's more consistent with who you are. You have to do some searching there and you have to overcome some phony blocks that your subconscious puts up, that fear factor, and really go deep inside and, and see what really feels right. You can do this on a, on, you can meditate, you can do this at a sort of working on your subconscious, but you can also begin the process consciously by just putting more thought into, un, or more, more time, if you want, into understanding why you do things and why you want to change them, why they don't quite feel right, why your situation is off balance. So, you know, what are the tests? Well, I've already asked some of these questions, but I'll just go through it again. How can you tell? whether you're altruistic or whether your, your motivations, let's say your altruism or your, your would-be altruism is healthy or not. Well, just ask yourself questions. Inquire. Is it just something you do or is it something in which you've vested your whole identity? Can you let others take over or do you need to absolutely control it and be the one, be the hero? Does the activity actually make you happy? Is it rewarding? Do you at least feel good about what you're doing? As I said earlier, are you okay with it, right? Or are you constantly and consistently resentful on some level? Is it something you get to do or something you have to do? Do you feel you have a choice? None of the answers will be conclusive by themselves. But I, if, you, if you ask yourself these questions you will start to discern patterns in your behavior. Sometimes it's possible, to, of course, to make a good choice and still resent it. That doesn't mean it's the wrong choice. But, it's, but if you're aware of your choices, you, you're, you're able to do it on a conscious level, you're making an intelligent, informed choice. It's more about patterns and what your choices reveal about you and why you do things. It's a, it's a place to start examining your motivation so that you can start sifting through 
all the noise and figuring out what really is congruent with yourself, what, what is consistent with who you are internally and what you're doing for other motivations, external or internal, but that are not consistent with who you really want to be. So that's my talk about being selfish and why it's good. I'm hoping that you've gotten something out of this conversation. Well, it's not really a conversation, is it? Out of this talk. <laughs> um, because it's really important to stop guilting, right? So the conclusion, the long and short of this long diatribe is lose the guilt. It's okay to be selfish, consciously selfish. It's okay to make yourself the beneficiary of your selfish act once in a while. Now, it's not okay to harm others. That's not what I'm saying. So make sure you consider the consequences of what you do, but include yourself in that reflection. Take into account the effects on you as well as on others and the world. Make your choice consciously. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this series of six podcasts. I hope you enjoyed listening to them and that you enjoyed learning more about conscious life design. And I look forward to creating another series shortly. In the meantime, you can always go back and listen to previous episodes that you've missed or that you want to hear again. And visit my website. You can fill out a contact form there and tell me what you think. I'd love to hear from you. And also, if anything resonated with you today, and you'd like to explore it further in the context of your own life, if you've been thinking that you might need some coaching, but you don't know where to start, I want to invite you to sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one session with me. It's a real session where we'll take time to explore whatever's on your mind regarding coaching and what your next step should be. I want you to come away from it with some actionable information that will help you move forward. That's my goal. If you're interested in signing up for a free session with me, visit my website and fill out the form. So that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this series. Now that Natalie has shared with you some tools to help you feel more energized and start living your life on purpose, it's time for you to take charge and begin to craft the wonderful life you deserve. If what Natalie spoke about today resonated with you and you would like to explore more, Natalie invites you to schedule an appointment with her. Please visit her website at www.natalegole.com, where you can also find Natalie's book, Finding Your Why. Natalie's new book takes you on a step-by-step -step journey of self-discovery, exploring who you really are and what you really want. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, please visit the Tenacious Living Network at tlrstation.com.